Everyone say Andrew. Andrew. Andrew grew up in a home in which there was no prayer, no Bible reading. A completely home with no religion at all. It was a Jewish home, but the parents didn't believe in God. And so Andrew grew up in this home not having any encounters, any knowledge of God. Though from time to time in his life, Jesus would come into his life, but he didn't recognize Jesus. He said when he was a young boy, a Christian woman, Christian young woman came to his house to help the mother take care of the family. And this young Christian woman also introduced Andrew to Christmas. So Andrew had a taste of Jesus, but he didn't know Jesus much at all. Then as Andrew grew on, he was a teenager, going through a difficult, difficult time. And he thought about committing suicide, killing himself. But on the radio, he heard a Christian athlete sharing his testimony. And the testimony inspired Andrew to keep going. So Jesus was entering his life, but he didn't know him well at all. Then Andrew got married and he loved his wife so much. But he didn't know where does this love come from. There must be a source. So in small ways, Jesus was making himself known to Andrew. Andrew was a writer. He loved to write. And if you are a writer, you also have to read because that helps you to become a better writer. And so one night, Andrew was reading a book. And in the book, one of the persons in the book prayed before he went to bed. And so Andrew said, well, if that man in the book can pray before going to bed, I also can pray. And so Andrew said, thank you, God. Three words, thank you, God. And God came into the room. Andrew said that those three words changed his life. When he woke up in the morning, everything was different. He saw life different. And he began to pray all the time. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And then one day he knew it was time for him to publicly proclaim Jesus as his Lord. And he went in for baptism. But just those three words, thank God you God opened his eyes to see Jesus all of his life Jesus was coming in in small ways but one night when he said thank you God his eyes were opened tonight I want us to go home with a message a point don't Everyone say don't. don't. Don't be distracted. Everyone say it. Don't be distracted. 
You know, distracted is when we, our attention goes off. Don't be distracted in your doing. Don't be distracted in your doing. All of his life, Jesus was making himself known to Andrew, but Andrew was always distracted until one day God opened his eyes and no more is Andrew distracted. Don't be distracted in your doing. Steve is a friend of mine. He's a missionary in Africa, in a neighboring country in West Africa. For many years, Steve was a terrible, terrible husband. He did not treat his wife well at all. Though he wore the title of missionary, he wore the title of pastor, he wore the title of husband, but he says he was terrible because he had been distracted. He had a seminary degree from a powerful, powerful seminary. But he says that seminary had no right to give him his degree because of the way he was living. And because he treated his wife so horribly, the three children looked at him and said, the God you serve, we don't want anything to do with that God. He was a pastor, a missionary. He had a seminary degree. But what had happened to him? He had become distracted. His eyes went off of Jesus. This evening, I want us to look at two sisters. One of them loved to sit at Jesus' feet. The other one got distracted. And I want us to go home and say, I will not be like the one who was distracted. Don't. Everyone say don't. Don't be distracted. Look at your neighbor and say, don't be distracted. Don't be distracted in your doing. Let's look up at the screen and we're going to read Luke 10, 38 to 42. Just a few verses, but a very, very good story. It's up here on the screen. Now it came to pass as they, they being Jesus and his disciples, as they went, that Jesus, he being Jesus, entered into a certain village. The village was Bethany. They entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Now in this same home was a man named Lazarus. Then we think we know Lazarus because Jesus raised him from the dead. Go back just a moment. Go back. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered. The word there is actually distracted. Distracted. But Martha was cumbered, 
heavy laden, much about much serving, and came to Jesus and said, Lord, dost thou not care, or don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Don't you care, Jesus? Tell her therefore that she should help me. And Jesus entered and said to her, Martha, Martha. Everyone say, Martha, Martha. Martha, Martha. You are careful or you are troubled. You are troubled about many things. And one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen the good part and it will not be taken away from her. Father in heaven, we do thank you for your word. We thank you that it, this incident at Bethany was recorded. Thank you, God, for giving it to us, and may it be a lesson to us tonight. Thank you. Glorify your name. May your Holy Spirit come and teach us. May I not be the teacher, but be, may you be the teacher. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Now, this story is interesting to me. I think I like this story. And a friend of mine years ago was in a church and he said this story made him so angry that he almost left the church. Why did Jesus not come to Martha's side? She was right. Look at lazy Mary. (laughs) Sitting there doing nothing. Martha is busy, busy, busy doing all this work and lazy Mary is doing nothing and Jesus takes the side of Mary. My friend was so angry he almost left the church. (laughs) This is an interesting story. Don't. Everyone say don't. Don't be distracted. Say it. Don't be distracted in your doing. We are all busy. We all have things we must do. We have things we have to do. But in your doing, do not be distracted. Keep your eyes on Jesus. In your doing, and we have a lot we must do. Some of you are students. Some of you are workers. We all have things to do. Mothers, fathers, we all have things we must do. Many things. But in your doing, don't be distracted. Keep Jesus in focus. Don't be distracted in your doing with family, in toil, in your work, And at worship. We can be distracted in worship. Don't be distracted in your doing with family. In toil. And at worship. Don't be distracted in your doing with family. Jesus was outside outside of Jerusalem. On his way to Jerusalem with his disciples. He was about three kilometers outside of Jerusalem on his way to Jerusalem and he came to a village, Bethany. And there was a home there. He was friends with Mary, 
and Martha. Now in this story, Martha plays the bit of a bad woman. But at the front of the story, she does something very, very good. Jesus came to the home and the scripture says, she, Martha, not Mary, Martha welcomed Jesus into their home. It would have been easy for Martha to say, ah, Jesus, frame me, you didn't call me. You didn't call me. And look at all these disciples. You see my small house. I can't welcome you into my house. Please, there's a hotel. Go to the hotel. I'm, we're having quiet family time. Please, go your way. But she didn't do that. Jesus was there. He had his disciples. And she welcomed him into the home. Put your hands together for Martha. She did well. Don't be distracted in your doing with family. She invited Jesus into the home. And immediately it seems Mary took advantage and immediately Martha got distracted. And there's a distinct personalities in these two women. Mary in both in the Gospel of John and here in Luke, it seems that Mary was soft and tender. Martha seems more rough and strong. I grew up with 11 children. My mother gave birth to 11 children. I was number seven. And in the evening times often, my mother was busy and two of my older sisters had to get the younger ones like me ready for bed to bath us and get us clean and push us into bed. I had two older sisters who were, had that job. One of my older sisters, the oldest one, was soft and tender. The other sister was rough. So when my oldest sister, soft and tender, had the responsibility to get me ready for bed, to throw water on me and prepare me and get me clean, I wanted the older sister to have the job. She was soft and tender. I liked when she would bath me. It was nice. <laughs> but when my other sister had the job, there was no pleasure in it at all. The water would come on, the towel boom, 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 and push me into bed. So that sister was Martha. That was Martha. My other sister was Mary. So Martha and Mary, Jesus comes into the home. And the picture we get from this passage is that immediately Mary took advantage of being with Jesus and sat at his feet. And there's nothing in the passage that says Jesus wanted something to eat. Nothing. Jesus came into the home and immediately Martha took it upon herself 
too busy with preparations and it seems that she was preparing food. Don't. Don't be distracted in your doing. Jesus was in the home and almost immediately Martha took it upon herself to begin with all of the preparations. Don't be distracted in your doing with family. Welcome, as Martha did, Jesus into your family. But don't be distracted in your doing. As a mother or a father or a son or a daughter, welcome Jesus into your home and listen to him. Enjoy his presence. There is a lot of things you must do in your home. You do have food to prepare. You have work to do, the house to clean. There is much that needs to be done, but don't be distracted in your doing. Is Jesus in your home? Invite him in and keep your focus on Jesus. In your doing, remember Jesus. What do you do in your homes with your family? There's a lot we have to do. You have to feed your children. You, if you're a son or daughter, you also have to contribute to the well-being of the home. You have to feed your children. You have to keep the house clean. There are so many things that have to be done in the family, in the home. But don't be distracted in all of your doing. Do what Jesus asks you to do. There's no record that Jesus asked Martha to prepare anything at all. No record of that. But she immediately took it upon herself to engage in all of this activity. And the activity can be good if it doesn't take our eyes off of Jesus. Don't be distracted in your doing with family. My friend Steve was distracted and his three children have walked away from the faith. Don't be distracted in your doing with family. Keep Jesus at the center of your home. I know a young man. He loved going to school. He loved it. He loved being at school with his friends. And he loved the classes. He loved learning. But when he was going home, every night he wept. Every night. He wept because he did not like being in the house. Tension in the home. Fighting in the home. Though it was a Christian home, they had all been distracted. So every morning when he set off for school, it was a way to leave the home, the family behind. He loved being at school. Friends, the teachers, the studies, but in the home, weeping on the way home. Don't 
be distracted in your doing with family. Mary and Martha were sisters, but they began to have tension. One reason, Martha was distracted. Don't be distracted in your doing with family. Examine your family relationships. How are you treating one another? How are you treating your wife? How are you treating your husband, your children? Have you become distracted in your doing with family? Don't be distracted in your doing with family. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Don't be distracted in your doing with family. Don't be distracted in your doing in toil. There is work that needs to be done. We have work that we have to do. We have to make money to pay the bills, to feed ourselves, to feed our children. We have to work. Life is work. We have to work. But in our toil, don't be distracted. So Mary began to work. She began to work and do all the preparations. But verse 40, Jesus had come into the home. Jesus, Jesus was in the home. Mary is enjoying Jesus. But Martha is busy with preparations. Probably preparing food. And Martha rebukes or lashes out and speaks harshly to Jesus. Notice the difference. Mary is enjoying Jesus. And Martha speaks roughly to him. Lord, Lord, do you not care? Do you not care that Mary has left me to do the work? Tell her to help me. Martha had become the boss. Jesus was no more the Lord. She said, Lord. But Martha had placed herself as the, the master of Jesus. Tell Mary to help me. Jesus, you do what I tell you to do. Martha had forgotten or had been distracted that it's not just what we do, but why we do it. Martha was busy with the preparations but there was no joy for her in what she was doing. She was doing it not for Jesus, but she was doing it for herself. She was doing it because she thought she had to do it. No one had told her to do it. She was doing it for herself. And she was annoyed with Mary who was sitting there doing nothing. Lord, don't you care? Don't you care that Mary has left me to do the work alone? Tell her to help me. Martha was willing 
to take that food she was preparing and push it between Mar- Mary and Jesus. It had become her idol. It was far more important to her than Mary's relationship to Jesus and that food was far more important to her than her own relationship to Jesus. Look at the way she talked to Jesus. That food had become her idol. I will get this food onto the table come hell or high water. It was her idol. And she was willing to destroy the spirituality of Mary for the sake of that food. Don't be distracted in your doing, in your toil. In your toil, the work you have to do, don't be distracted. Remember, it's not just what you do, but who you do it for. You are to do your work for Jesus. Do it for Him as labor of love. How much better it would have been for Martha to have her eyes on the food, but her ears listening to Jesus. How much better it would have been for Martha to be able to say to Mary, Mary, stay there. Enjoy Jesus. I can take care of this by myself. Everything is under control. You sit and listen to Jesus. I can hear him as well. And I can enjoy putting the food together. But instead, Martha looked only at herself and all the work she had to do. And she was not enjoying Mary's quiet company with Jesus because the work had become her idol. And she was willing to drag Mary into hell to get that food on the table. Don't, don't be distracted in your doing, in toil. Jack, Jack is a friend of mine. And one day at his house, he took all the clothes, the dry clothes off the line. He brought them into the house, folded them so beautifully and left them on the bed. Oh, he was being a good man. Took the clothes, the dry clothes off the line, brought them into the house, folded them, laid them on the bed. Oh, his wife was going to be so happy. Then his wife entered into the bedroom and she said to Jack, why didn't you put the clothes into the chest of drawers? Why? No thank you. Never said thank you. Just said to him, why didn't you put the clothes into the chest of drawers? Jack was annoyed. She didn't even say thank you to me. Look at what all I have done. Look at me. Look at all I have done. 
And Jack walked quickly out of the bedroom, down the corridor, and then God said to him, Why didn't you put the clothes into the chest of drawers? <laughs> he was doing it for himself, for his own ego, so that his wife would praise him. And when he didn't get the praise, he became annoyed. He wasn't doing it for his wife. He was doing it for himself, to be praised by his wife. Martha was not doing this, all these preparations for Jesus, but for herself. Don't be distracted in your doing, in toil. Whatever labor... Whatever assignments God has given to you, do them. Do those assignments and do them well. Do them well. Work hard. Study hard. Whatever God has asked you to do, do it well. But don't be distracted. Don't be distracted in your doing, in your toil. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Let your work be labors of love. I am doing this to Jesus. I am doing this to Jesus. And how can you tell? How can you examine yourself to see if, if you are doing your work unto Jesus? Look at your relationships with your colleagues. Colleagues at work, colleagues in the school, wherever you are. Are you harsh with them, shouting at them, impatient? Those are signs of whether you are being distracted. But if you are treating your colleagues and your fellow students and your wife, if you are treating people with patience and kindness, that's a sign that everything is on track. Stay on track. Don't be distracted, but examine yourself honestly. And we all make mistakes. We sometimes do stumble. Just say, Jesus, forgive me. And he's always there to forgive. Don't be so hard on yourself. We all mess up. Just ask Jesus, forgive me, and he will. But then say, Jesus, I need your strength. I don't want to be distracted. We can't do anything on our own. We need the grace of God. Jesus, I don't want to be distracted, but I need your strength. Don't try to live on your own. How do you say it? It's not the strength of man. The strength of God. We need the strength of God. Don't be distracted in your doing in toil, but never by your own strength. Jesus, help me. Yesu bebwami. Come, Jesus, and help me. Never on our own strength. Don't be distracted in your doing with family. Don't be distracted in your doing in toil. Do your work. Do it great, but keep your eyes on Jesus. Let your labor... Let your labor be labor of love. I do this to you, Jesus. If my boss doesn't see any agree, it doesn't matter. I do it for you, Jesus. You see. You see. 
Don't be distracted with family. Don't be distracted in toil. Don't be distracted in your doing with family. Don't be distracted in your doing in toil. And finally, finally, don't be distracted in your doing at worship. How? How can we be distracted in worship? Now, worship is not just singing. Worship is our whole life to Jesus. But how can we be distracted in our worship? Martha is busy working. And she says to Jesus, Lord, Lord. She called him Lord, Lord. Meaning you are my captain. You are the one in charge. But then she twisted things. Lord. We can all praise Jesus. And then we twist things. Lord. Don't you care? Ah, Jesus. Don't you care? You have no compassion, Jesus. Don't you see, Jesus? Do I have to open your eyes, Jesus? Jesus, it's a good thing you have come to my house so that I can show you how you need to behave. Jesus, don't you care that my sister Mary has left me to do the work alone? You, Jesus, tell her. I'm telling you what to do, Jesus. Jesus, tell her to help me. Lord. Oh, she called him Lord. It sounds so beautiful. Called him Lord. Then she turns to insult him. I think you might be familiar with this song. Um, It's all about you, Jesus. Have you sung that here? It's all about you, Jesus. You know, there's a history to that song. The guy who wrote it, his name is Matthew. And Matthew was leading worship or one of the worship leaders in his church. But the pastor said, something's not right. Something's not right with the worship music. Something is missing. We need to take time and focus. We need to take time and examine ourselves. So they did that. And Matthew, in that time of reflection said it's all about you he wrote that song I'm coming back to the heart of worship it's all about you Jesus because even in worship praising God praising God praising God we can be distracted praise God and then we leave here and then we insult one another don't be distracted in our worship It's easy. It can happen. Martha said, Lord. And then she turned around to insult him. A man named Peter in the U.S. is very rich. Very rich. He's a comedian. Makes people laugh. But Peter used to be a Christian. Leading worship. Taking people on ministry outreaches. But then, unfortunately... Peter's wife left him. Very painful. But Peter, rather than turning to Jesus for help, said, Jesus, you have disappointed me. 
I have done this. I have led ministry outreaches. I have led worship. I have done this. I have done this. I have done this. But you have disappointed me, Jesus. Goodbye. So he abandoned the faith. Leading worship. Lord, Lord, Lord. And then he turns around and said, Lord, you have not kept up your side. Goodbye. Sometimes life doesn't go the way we want. But don't be distracted. Don't be distracted in your doing. Jesus is there. Martha worshipped Jesus. Lord. Then she turned around to insult. Don't you care? Look at your Jesus. You have a heart of stone. See me working so hard? But Jesus in his tremendous, tremendous grace. So kind. So kind. And Jesus is kind. We do mess up. We fail. But Jesus calls us to himself. He didn't turn around and say, Martha, you... He said, Martha, Martha. Everyone say, Martha, Martha. You have troubled yourself with so many things, but only one thing is necessary. And that's relationship with me. Martha, your food has taken you away from me. Martha, far more important than this food is your relationship to me. Mary has made the right choice. Mary was doing the right thing. If she had been lazy, Jesus would certainly have instructed her to go help. But she wasn't being lazy. She was doing the right thing. And it's interesting that Jesus says, Mary has chosen the right thing. There is only one thing necessary. What's the one thing? Our relationship with Jesus. Don't be distracted from that. We have goals. We have visions. We have things we want to accomplish in life. But don't let those goals take you away from Jesus. I have a friend here in Ghana. She has a nice ministry helping young people to learn to read and write. And in that ministry, she was sharing the gospel. But over time, over time, in order to get money, she had to steer away from Jesus. People would give her money, but they didn't want any of that uh, Christian thing. You know, that Christian thing. Keep that out. I like what you're doing. If you teach people to read and write, that's fine. But this Christian thing, keep it out. And so she thought, well, if I want money and if I want to do this, I have to keep the Christian thing out. She has become what? Distracted. A good outreach to young people. But she has become distracted. Could it happen to you? God forbid but we have to say it could. But God forbid, don't be distracted in your doing at worship. Martha worshiped Jesus, Lord, but turned around to insult him.
But Jesus, in his gracious, gracious reply, Martha, Martha, you are busy about so many things, but only one thing is necessary, and Mary has chosen it, and I won't take it away from her. Only one thing is necessary, our relationship to Jesus. Don't be distracted. Don't be distracted. With your family, invite Jesus in. And don't be distracted. All that you have with your family, bring Jesus into every relationship, every responsibility in your home. Don't be distracted in your doing, in your toil. Let your work be a labor of love. Look at your relationships with your colleagues. How are you treating them? Don't be distracted in your doing in toil. And don't be distracted in your doing at worship. Don't be distracted in your doing at worship in toil with your family. Some time back, I wanted my wife to enjoy a very nice meal. So I took her to a nice hotel here in Accra. We were having a very nice time. And into the hotel came then President, His Excellency John Adjikum Kufur. And it was very interesting to watch how the staff responded to the President as he came in. They jumped to attention. They did everything they could to treat him well. They had smiles on their faces. Carrying his plate for them. Getting him the food he wanted. They were enjoying serving the president. And they sat him down. It was a delight to watch the hotel staff having so much delight in serving the president of Ghana. It's a lesson for all of us. We are serving someone far, far greater than any president. That hotel staff, that hotel staff knew what they had to do and they didn't get distracted. We will serve our president. They didn't get distracted. They knew what they had to do. Likewise for us, we have a great, great king. Let us never be distracted. Let us serve him with labor of love. Never being distracted in our doing with family, in toil, or at worship. Father, I thank you. I thank you for Mary and Martha and your graciousness in that story. May we Never be distracted. May we not be distracted. May you come into our homes. Be Lord of our homes. With our families. May you be Lord of our workplaces. May we keep you there in our toil. May we do things as labors of love for you. And at worship. May we not just say Lord, Lord and then turn around and insult you. But Lord may our expressions of love for you be genuine. May we never be distracted. But Lord, it is your grace that we need. We can do nothing on our own strength. 
We need your grace. Come with your grace. Change us, sanctify us. Keep us from being distracted. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.